Turn, 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 And welcome back to the show, everyone. I am Mike with the Turntable Teachers. Class is officially back in session. We are here for our fifth guest speaker episode via Zoom, and I am so excited to have our special guest for tonight, Mike Dub, join us. Mike, thank you for being here. We really appreciate it. How are you doing, my brother? Thank you for the invite. I'm, I'm doing all right, man. You know, just trying to stay cool during this corona time. How are you, my friend? Man, you know, like I, we were talking a little bit off air, you know, about, you know, obviously, you know, how we've been kind of taking this time and spending it and whatnot. And just you brought up a really good, yeah. uh, the, like, this is a thing that we had to just adapt to, you know what I mean? And that's how I feel about it. You know, it was definitely difficult at first, but, you know, I, I felt like, you know, it's either, like you said, the world keeps spinning, you know, so either you adapt to the time and you figure it out or you just kind of stay you know, flatlined and you get left behind. So that's what, you know, really been trying to, just been trying to adapt. Um, what about you? Like, how have you felt like creatively speaking, how has this time been for you? Are you just kind of taking some time off? Are you, how are you kind of navigating this kind of new, new digital world really that we're in? Man, I feel so creatively. I could be like making more songs. I could just be doing more, but like, it's kind of, I need like inspiration. Like it's hard for me to create when I don't really have inspiration. Like the world's kind of like dormant right now, but like it's not dormant. Like people are still outside, whether they're supposed to be or not. People are still outside, but it just kind of seems like everything's like on standstill right now. So it's just hard for me to draw on like something to create from. But like I've been having like spurts of like creativity. Like I'm the type of person that like once I get it, like, I just go, like, I just make, like, just mad songs and just mad, like, whatever I can make. And then, like, once it cools down, then I just, like, relax, break days. Yeah, that's funny. That no, it does. Absolutely. I'm, like, actually the exact same way. I'm one of those people where, like, I, I have to, I don't think I have, I must have to get things done in one sitting, but I am that kind of person, 100%. Like, I just kind of, when I have an, an idea of something or like you said, have kind of inspiration for the, for our podcast or whatever, I just kind of go with it. You know what I mean? And, and I kind of just, I'm all cylinders. And then once I'm done, that's when I like, you know, obviously like I take a break. So, and just kind of reflect and relax. Um, so that's awesome. You're still kind of having a balance though, between, you know, resting and having, you know, some, some relaxation time and maybe, yeah, allowing for some inspiration to come, you know, cause if there's no inspiration, then you're right. Like don't just make music to make it, you know what I mean? Like if, if you want yeah. to be inspired, um, also wanted to mention real quick, your, your backdrop, dude, I love it. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. First time using zoom and, and here's my background. So you're saying that's dragon ball Z, right? Yeah, bro. So this is called the Hyperbolic Time Chamber. It's from Dragon Ball Z. Um, time passes weird inside the chamber. One day outside in the real world is a one year inside the chamber. So whenever people try to go put in work, like they want to like get like strong really fast, but they don't have a lot of time. They go in the time chamber, they just put in the work and then they come back out a lot stronger. So 
so I, I kind of feel like that's metaphorical to what you just what you just said about like what you how you're doing and, and taking this time during the you know during the coronavirus and, and quarantine. So it's 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 kind of that's that's funny that you uh, you put that on as your backdrop. Uh, no, yeah, man, I'm trying to lock in, bro. Just I'm just continuously locked in. Just go in, train, and get, I don't have a lot of time, but I'm trying to make the most out of my time. You know? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. That's that's really important to to make the most of your time and and utilize it. You know, and have good time management. I think that's just a good skill for anybody to have, no matter what they're doing. Um, so tell me a little bit about your story, because uh, I I don't know too too much about your background. Um, I've, I've done a little research about what's what you what's been going on with you lately, and I can't wait to dive into some of the accomplishments and some of the buzz that you're making right now. And you know, people listen to the show, our fans or fans of Mike. You guys know that this man's definitely making some buzz right now, but obviously it hasn't always been that way. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, your start in making music. Um, what has that, what has the, like the process of the last year been for you? Like how or, or so, and like, when did you kind of realize you wanted to make music? Like when did that really kind of come to fruition for you? When I was younger. I like, I would freestyle, I write poetry a lot. Like I'll write poetry in English class. I was always nice at English. I was always like, if I was in AP English, I was in honors English. Hey. I was just going crazy, bro. I was going crazy, I swear to God. And I, I remember, what was that? That's what I teach. I teach English. That's, that makes me, that makes me happy. Yes, sir. <laughs> I was always in English class going in. And I had a really, I had a teacher, Ms. Graffo. Shout out Ms. Graffo. The lunch period, it was a lunch period class. So like, you know, like lunch period is always longer because it's like, I don't know how your high school works, but at my high school, there was like three ways. So it's like, because there's three waves of like lunch, it made the period longer because you feel me like people needed more time to eat. Yep. So yep. I was always in the English class, just just like I did my work like in the first like half, and then like the next half, like I just did nothing because I was just nice. So I just finished my fast. So I asked if I could go to the back and freestyle. And she was like, if you finish your work, I can't really say nothing because like you get in like B's and you get A's, so I'm not really mad at you. So I was like, good looks. Went to the back, I would freestyle, just jokingly freestyle, like in a hallway. But then like, I just like, as I went through high school, I just kind of just started focusing more on school. So like, my man's Justin, shout out Justin, he'd always be like, yo, you should take me seriously. And I'm just like, let me finish school first, bro, before I start doing all that. And then he was like, all right, remember you said that. So I go to college, fast forward, I'm in college, I graduate college, like 2018. And then like in, in January 2018, my friend Justin texted me. He goes, remember what you said when we were 17? Like you said like, oh, you're gonna take it seriously after school, whatever. I said, you're not lying. I did say that, I'm a man of my word. And then like, I just got back into the studio with Justin and just kind of being around like more musical people and just kind of like, cause I graduated, I was like graduating. So I was just like, I don't really have like the stress of school anymore. Like I kind of just did that part of my life. So I was just like, I can really focus on like who I am, like outside of being a student. Like I've been in school like since I was like three years old, you feel me? And like now I'm like 20, I was 21 at the time. I was like, I'm like 21, 20. I'm just like, I want to discover who I am. So I just started like just tapping in with my friends. Like it was a hobby, but it was a hobby I didn't really tap into since high school. But I just really started like just focusing with my friend Justin, focusing with my friend um Jan, HN Jan, shout out him. And just really just like, tapping in so because a lot of people make music now so it's like i wanted to make sure i came correct i did a lot of like in the hyperbolic time chamber feel me a lot of just working out just working just working 
until I came to a point where I was like, okay, I think I sound, I sound all right. I can release music. And then like, I released music and I wasn't that good. And then I was like, damn, like, I still need to keep working. And then I just kept working. And then like, I'm still working to be honest, but oh yeah, that's really how it started, man. I just got freedom. And this is what I decided to do with my freedom. Like I have a lot to say, so I want to say it. Dude, I first of all, I love that story. Shout out to your English teacher from high school, dude. <laughs> Thanks. That's a good teacher, right? I like that a lot because she she knew. She's like, all right, well, he did his work and he has this other thing that he really likes to do. And who am I to tell him not to? I love that shit, man. That's that Yo, makes shout out her. That's that's awesome. I love hearing that. And like hearing somebody like you that's, you know, I've been out of high school for a little while now to, to still remember that about your teacher and to know that like she still she valued your other interests outside of school. And things like that and, and some talents you had so that's that's awesome right. and you so you're telling me you grew up in new york and then moved to connecticut and then went to emmanuel college in boston and that's really you just recently graduated a few years back uh yes 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 um you graduated in psychology so tell me a little bit more about like so you said you you, you liked being a student so what did what was the motivation for you to like stay in school like um because that, that's actually a little bit uh opposite of a lot of other people because i feel like people that are really in tune with music they probably would have taken it the other way they're like and hey, i'm gonna push this music thing and, and and you know screw college so what, what was it about you that made you think like okay let's let's really try to focus on this the school thing first and then once i have you know my time i'll, I'll get back into the music um good question i never really thought like so when i went to school i didn't like i had no intention of like really getting into the music like my intention like when i went to school i was like, like i said that to my boy but like i kind of said it offhand like i i wasn't really thinking when i said it. i kind of just said like whatever bro like i'm just freestyling for fun bro like i'm going to school relax but because my mom wanted me to go and just like you know like it's just more of a traditional pathway like you go to like you finish high school you go to school, like, you feel me? Like, um, me being like a person of color, just a young black man, just like, like going into music, like that's always just like comes with like some stigma. So like that's something I always thought about. Like I just didn't want to be like another black boy who's making music, because music's so accessible now, and just everybody's making it. So like, we can talk about that later. But just that was like kind of my mindset at the time. So I was like, let me just focus on school because I just know that once I go to school and like or this is my mindset. Once I went to school, like I would have like more of a security. Like if I get this degree and like I get something that's like more solid, then like I'd be I'd have more freedom to like do what I want. But like that's kind of me being like 17 and just trying to like figure out like like you know like life never goes like as planned, like you know what I mean? So nope. like, as I like as I got older, <laughs> I like graduated and I was like, hmm, how I felt about school going in. It's not how I feel about it going out. And I was like, I kind of feel like I didn't have a chance to focus on myself. So I felt like a lot of things I did in college wasn't really translating into my life post-grad. So I was like, hmm. And like, I could go to school and be more in debt. Hmm. Or I could try to <laughs> pursue my passion <laughs> while I'm young. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I think, dude, that that is such a, a great sentiment, I think, for anybody to hear right now. Because... You're really, like you're saying, you're breaking stigmas, uh, you know, you being, like you said, you being a black man and the stigma that, you know, black men aren't, um, 
or that aren't as educated. I mean, it, it goes it goes back to you know the segregation of schools, you know, in the six, you know, the fifties and sixties during you know the civil rights movement, things like that. Like it goes back all that far away. And it's interesting that you still you hold that, and you almost want to like it almost is is it like a motivational piece for you to like you know break stigmas and break these stereotypes? Is that something you like? I, it sounds like to me like that's something you think about. Um, what, what does that mean to you to be like a college educated black man in America? Like, what is that really like at the core? What does that, what does it mean for you? Mm. I mean, it definitely means a lot because I understand that <clears throat> I understand that like education, like college is like a privilege, a privilege in a lot of ways, just that a lot of people don't have the access to gain that like pool of knowledge and like resources and just networking opportunities. So like I'm super super blessed to have uh, gotten that opportunity, but like I feel like if you just understand like I don't know if you understand just how the world works, then like you realize that like getting a degree doesn't necessarily save you like doesn't solve all your problems. And like maybe I thought that when I was younger, and like I wasn't even conscious enough to realize I was thinking that. Right. But then like I kind of like graduated, and then I was just like, hmm, like I'm still like the same person. If that makes sense, like. I didn't like graduate and get this degree and like I'm someone else. Like I'm still like kind of who I, I mean, obviously I learned, but it's just like, you have a lot more agency and control than like you realize. And that's kind of what I realized upon graduating. And just like, I have a lot, I can like really control what I want to do. Like, and it's like, people are going to judge me anyway. Like no matter what I do, bro, I can graduate and just go like, I can like go do all these things that people expect me to do that people would rather me do. But then at the end of the day, bro, like, it's just me. Like, I have to deal with that at the end of the day. So it's like, once I realized that, I was like, I really need to, like, protect my experience. Like, I really need to live in a way that's, like, that's just, like, I feel good at the end of the day. Like, you know what I mean? And, like, music is something I've always been passionate about. Like, even as a consumer, like, I've been listening to music and, like, bro, like, some songs have changed my life, bro. Some songs have, like, literally changed the way I think, bro. And it's, like, I've always worked with, like, the youth. And like, I did a lot of like count summer camp counselor, a lot of like teaching and like stuff like that. And it's like, I've always like, I've had mad jobs, bro. And I've, and I've always been like, I want to impact people. And I want to help people like be better. And like music something I'm passionate about. And like, I feel I can use that to help people be yeah. better. Well, man, like what you're just saying right now, first off, I want to just uh, commend you for like the maturity and like the, just the overall, like you seem like you have your head screwed on the right way and, and straight. And I just like, I, I really like want to commend you for that. Like you, you really have, oh no, absolutely, man. Like you have, it, it's inspiring to me, like, cause you have this, this motivation for you to just not only like better yourself, but give back. And I think that's so important. I mean, I, like I said, I'm a teacher, so that's really like the core of why I started teaching. I wanted to make an impact as well. I was a kid that, you know, I mean, I, I grew up in a, I grew up a lot differently than you did for sure. But, you know, I did not that I didn't come with my life didn't come without challenges. And it was really, you know, people that, you know, stuck their neck out for me when I was in school that really impacted my life and, and it wanted and it allowed me to want to give back too. And, you know, Hey, like you were saying earlier, you're going to be judged anyway. Well, Kid Cudi said that in the end, they're going to judge me anyway. So dude, whatever, man, who cares? No, you're right. Like these, these societal stigmas and stereotypes that are in, I just hope that 
I think it's our, I think it's going to be up to our generation. I've said this a couple of times on the show and in, in just in conversations with people as well. I think it's going to be up to our generation to really break those and, and, and say, you know what, it doesn't matter who you are, you know, where you came from, what nationality you are. It, it, we're all people at the end of the day. We all have, you know, a, a place in this world. We all have something to offer. We have all have something to give back and we all should have a chance to strive at the things we want to strive for. And you just said, you know what, screw all of those, all that, throw that all out the window. I want to go to school. And then you realize when you got out of school, I'm going to make music. And you did it and you're doing it. And that's all that matters at the end of the day. Who cares if you're black, white, purple, or green or whatever? Like it doesn't, it doesn't make a difference. Thanks. You're, you're already teaching. Speaking of school though, I was looking and I was noticing that you had a performance at Harvard right before quarantine. And so- I did. And it seemed to me that that was like a big show for you. So talk to me a little bit about um, you as a performer and then maybe that show in particular, like what did that mean for you? One, the pictures looked awesome, looked like it was a lit show. But tell me about a little bit about um, the show at Harvard and then you performing as well. Like when did you decide like, okay, I think I have enough confidence to get on stage and start performing? Before I talk about the Harvard show, shout out Dealer Made Music because they put me off for this show. Shout out Dreamer, shout out AG, like, shout out D-Stars, like, they are, like, they really, like, those three people are part of, like, this, uh, this label rap group called Dealer Made Music, and they just really reached out to me and, like, helped me, so I just gotta shout out them. Of course. Um, so, they got booked at Harvard, uh, at Harvard, at Oberon, and Dealer Made Music, which is, like, a group out of, um, out of the Ville, out of the Ville, and now they're based in Boston, like Pennsylvania, the Ville. Um, and now they're based in Boston. They hit me up, they were like, Mike Dub, like we have like an opening slot, do you wanna open for us? I said, yeah, we can do that. I would appreciate it, like an opportunity to spread the word, spread the music, I always appreciate that. Um, and then, it was just kind of like we just rallied, like we just, I sold tickets, like we let people know the word. We had a decent show out, like it was a pretty short notice for a show. It was like two, three weeks. Like I found it like three weeks before, like um, the actual show, but it was whatever. Like I was like, I'm down. Like I understood it was three weeks before. So it's like, here I am. Like I'm not going like, to like run away from this opportunity. This is a good opportunity to perform at Harvard. We had a really good turnout. Like it seemed like people connected like with the show. Like I had people talk to me afterwards, so they really enjoyed it. I think a show is like something I was taught is like a show is like as good as the crowd. Like if the crowd, like you can mess up and like I def messed up mad times, whatever. But like if the crowd had a good time and the crowd really like is feeling what you're saying, then like that's the most important part. So it was like the crowd really enjoyed the music and like that's all I could ask for. It was a very great show and a wonderful opportunity. That's awesome. So was that your first time performing or were they, had you performed uh, before? I performed, I performed like a few times before. I never done like, I performed at like Berklee College of Music. I performed at Harvard. I don't, so I never did like an open mic though. I've never done like open mics or things like that because like, so I feel like, I, I feel like I am using my, my psych, uh, psychologically, my psychology degree low key because I just feel like I look at everything from like a psychological perspective and like I just understand like how people consume music right 
and the way people consume music and how accessible it is. So everybody's making a song. Everybody's like an artist now. Everybody, and like, that's so beautiful. Like we live in an age where everybody can freely create because they have the resources. That's really wonderful. And like, I'm not knocking that, so I don't want to sound like I am. But I see that like, because of like, it's so accessible, like it's normalized. Like people are like, oh, like make a song, like that's cool. Like you make music, or that's cool. And then like, it takes more now to draw people into the music. It takes more to like intrigue people because everyone just makes a song. So I didn't want to do open mics because I was just like, I, I don't want to like not be another person doing open mics because open mics are super like valuable because like there's a new audience, new opportunity, test your like your um content in front of new people. But it was just like if I'm gonna perform, like I want to perform correctly. Like you know what I mean? I want to come correct. I want to make sure that like you stand out because it's about standing out now. Like you know what I mean? Like it's not like I have the raw talent. Like it's not about having the raw talent anymore. Like it's not about just one thing. Like just the music is good. A lot of people make good music, but they don't know what to do with it. It's just like a lot of like putting your music and opportunities to be heard. Like, and that's what I really like. That's what I was really like focusing on. Like, I was in a hyperbolic time chamber, and I was like, all right, bet I got the music sounding good, but who's gonna hear it? So it was like, okay, opportunity. If I just work hard, people will hear my name. People will know who I am. They'll contact me. They reached out to me for the Harvard performance. I was like, let's do it. And it went well, thankfully. So amazing. And then right around the same time, it seems like your single regular, which is really creating a lot of buzz for you right now, popped off. So yeah. you, it all kind of happened at once a little bit for you, which is which is great. You know what I mean? So I'm sure that the reception was, you know, it, clearly it's been overwhelmingly positive. And I know you were telling me, so how did they exactly create the buzz? Because I know you were mentioning to me before, it was a live stream with Nestle, who was an artist from Atlanta. Is that, is that correct? So tell me a little bit about- That's correct. Tell me a little bit about that and, and how uh, that live stream kind of pushed regular forward. All right. So I just, I didn't want to say, I released regular in October, bro. In October 2019 on Halloween. That's when I initially dropped it. I made it in maybe the summer. I was riding around with my mans and like, we were just playing some beats. I always like doing the car test. I like hearing beats through the cars. So I just think it fits way better through car speakers. And then like, I'm playing some beats through a speaker and then like, I hear the regular beat. And I'm like, and then, and then, and regular. And I was like, okay, this is hard. And I was like, yo, bro, drop me off at the stool. I want to go like do something to this right now. And he was like, all right, he dropped me off at the stool. I go in there, I made the song and like, I made like three songs that day, but that was like the first one. And I made it and my engineer was like, yo, this is, yo, shout out Wendrew. Wendrew was like, yo, this is fire, bro. And I was like, yeah, yeah, this is cool, this is cool. He was like, nah, bro, this is fire. And I was like, you just like it because I'm turned and I'm happy. And he was like, yeah, I like that energy. And I was like, all right, bro, like, I'm not always on that time. Like, I'm not always screaming like that. So I was like, I didn't think much of it. I showed my boy it. He thought it was fire. I didn't think much of it. And then like October came, I was like, you know what? Let me drop some music on my SoundCloud. Let me see what's good. So I just dropped regular and like three other songs. Nobody, like people listen, but they were just like, cool, like you got some songs. I was like, okay, cool. Like nobody really fucking like it, whatever. So, and then fast forward in February, right before quarantine started. Well, no, time out. Fast forward in October again, I had a show at Berkeley. College of Music, and I 
considered there my last song and it went up people were rocking with it i was like cool dude that song has a ton of energy to it like you just like it's a quick little moment i think it was maybe like a two minute track or something like that but it's super short yeah, but it like it hits right away. You're, you, I totally agree. And you were saying like you were bumping it in the car, like that beat. I was just like, oh yeah, like when I've listened to that song, I I always bump it in the car. Like on the very few times I've you know left the, left my house, these <laughs> I've listened to it a couple yeah, times. Yeah, I mean, it it bangs right, and you know your your flow is very reminiscent of like uh, you know the modern sound that that a lot of like artists are kind of going for today. So it certainly fits, but it's also still unique in its in its own way. So yeah, that, that song definitely is, is a banger for sure. So obviously like I, that, that doesn't surprise me that when you, when you ended with it, people got like turned up by it. Yeah. People were lit and they were like, Oh, like this is hard. Did I ever dropped that. I was like, nah, not yet. But when I dropped it, y'all better show love though. Dropped it. And like Halloween after my show, people were like, okay, cool. And then now we're in February. Right. And then I'm on like, Twitter and then Nestle, like, I see Nestle, I follow Nestle on uh, a Twitter and he goes, I'm doing a music review, uh, send your music in and like, I'll judge it. So I'm like, I ain't doing nothing else. I'm in the crib. Like quarantine is just about to start. Like it didn't start yet, but people are like, oh, Corona. Like the tra- it was when the travel prices went down, it's like 40 a ticket to Miami. It was like during those times where people were like, yo, I'm out. So I was in the crib and I was like, all right. So I send a song and then I'm in a chat. And then it played in, in the chat and like I'm watching Nestle react and then like he's listening. And then like people in the chat are like, what is this? This is weird. Like, I don't know what this is. And like they're just saying, I don't know how I feel about this. Like it's playing. And then Nestle's like, nah, this is hard. Like I rock with this. Like, am I weird for liking this? And then like the whole moves are shifting. People are like, fire emojis, fire emojis, fire emojis. And I was just like, that's crazy. And I'm just watching people just in like the the Twitch chat, like the Twitch uh, live stream, just go crazy. And they're like, "Yo, this is hard. This is hard." I was like, "Okay." And then people rocking with it. The song been out, okay. And I put it on my Instagram. Like I put a review on my Instagram. More people came towards it. I was like, "Hmm, okay." And no, then on this. I got hit up by the Boston Hospital, and then they were like, "What to write about it?" And I was like word right about it i would definitely appreciate it i'm just trying to spread the music bro it was kind of an accident bro because i been had that song bro and it was just on soundcloud and i just didn't touch it but then i put it on streaming and then more people started like flocking towards it and that kind of revitalized it interesting yeah because I, that, was, that was one of my questions i had for you was like you know did you did you know like when you made it like was this like this old like when you made it, like this is the song because i feel like some artists and I've heard like other like like big name artists. I can't think of like one off the top of my head at the moment, but I've definitely heard this sentiment before where they were like, you know, this is the song from my album that ended up being the big mainstream hit. And I thought it was going to be this other song. Like I had no idea it was going to be the song that actually was. Or on the flip side of that, they're like, when they make it, they're like, oh, I know that's magic, like right away. So it sounds like to me, like you were a little bit surprised with the, with the, with the feedback. So um tell me a little bit more about because you said uh, leads and then also boston hassle kind of you know have been either reposting it or they even wrote about it so what does the overwhelming like positive reviews like what does it kind of uh like what does it mean to you to to kind of get this this uh this reception that you're, you're getting from, from this track like like how have you um how have you kind of dissected it in, in a way 
first, I'm appreciative because it's just like awesome when like when you release music. Like, bro, I I read I was doing like so like, I was in some like, music marketing webinars. I was in some music marketing webinars, and they said that forty thousand songs are uploaded to Spotify a day. Wow! And I was like, damn. So that means the people are bumping my song. I mean, I'm the one out of forty thousand that they decided to rock with. So I just want to say I'm appreciative of that. So the fact that people listen, that's super cool. And like with shout out Leeds, like shout out Boston Hassle, like there's a lot of like good music in the city. There's a lot of good music in the city, and like I see a lot of people getting love. I see a lot of people showing love. Um, so I'm just like, but I see people who don't get love as well. So it was just like it was cool to get love. Like it was cool to be like noticed in the sense that like oh like we see you in the city and we see you like making some good music because some people aren't that fortunate. So I'm just like I just look at it as like one like step closer. Like I'm just trying to always just push the music as far as I can. Like I feel like I have a lot of things to say and like I feel like regular is a great song. Regular is a super great song. I love regular. It's a fun song, but I definitely have like more to say than that. Um, but it's so it's just an opportunity when like even when like i'm just kind of just chilling like i'm not like doing too much that people can still just like still rock with and like have a good time so ex- expand on that a little bit for me because i'm I'm curious yeah. how what what more do you do you think you have to say like what what about um like what more on a deeper level do you want people to know about you and, and your music when it's all said and done? Cause like you said, I know regular is definitely like just a hype. Like, no, I, was, I, don't, I shouldn't say that. It's not just a hype track, but like it's, it's a song that has a specific setting. You would, you would probably more or less just rock with it. And like, like you said, you bump it in the car when you're driving or, you know, we have a bunch of work out, working out exactly. That'd be a perfect place for it. But you know, you probably, it sounds to me like in just in talking to you so far, you, you do have a lot more to say and you do have a lot, you know, um, going on in that head of yours that you, you need to get out. So, yeah. so tell me a little bit more about like, you know, what more you want people to know about you when they think Mike Dub. Like what, are the, what do you want people to kind of, when, when they would come to your music, um, what topics or what themes or, or what, what things about you do, do you want your listeners to, to know and understand? Yeah, man. I, so, I grew up on like Wayne, I grew up on like Drake, I grew up on like Cole, J. Cole, Tory Lanez. Um, I consider myself like a student of like the game, like a modern, the modern game specifically. Like I really just been stuttering, like studying modern like rap trends, modern music trends, just like really just understand like the musical landscape I'm navigating. Um, and like, I just like, I have, I have regular, I have like, um, four songs out right now on streaming and like I like talk about like like what's unrequited love like I talked about like I would definitely say that those like, like I have tracks that he like has show more emotion like I'm very big on like a part of the reason I make music I think the, the artists that resonate with us the most are the ones that are able to emote like clearly and strongly and i feel like the best artists are able to like kind of what's the word like encapsulate their emotion embody their emotion like in their song like they're able to translate that emotion into a song and like that song kind of like has like some of that emotion in it so when you bump it and when you hear it like 
you feel it, you feel me? Like, and it resonates with you. And I feel like a lot of like deep meaning for you, like meaningful music, like not even like necessarily like super lyrical, like I don't mean like deep like that, because like I feel that like you can be deep, but not necessarily have to say like super complicated things that people have to unpack. Absolutely. But I just feel like music with like feeling and music with like raw emotion, like isn't as commonplace because music is so accessible because like music is like people just make, make it for fun nothing wrong with that people just like do it like just 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 for like to have a good time but like i feel like i'm like i know i'm one of those artists that just have like a lot more to say and i know that what i like i don't know what it's gonna take people to have like all eyes on me that's like the thing about music now like, you don't ever you never know like what's going to be like regulars a song that I guess people would listen to me and I'm like, right. That's okay. And I, I appreciate that. But like, it's usually a lot of people have that little song or that one song and like you hear that one song and like the artist has nothing more to offer than that. But it's like, I know I have more to offer than that. So it's like, I'm just trying to work until it's my time until it's my time. Once it's my time, like I'm going to show out. Yeah. That's interesting. You, you, you bring that up because it's almost like, you wish you almost wish regular wasn't the one that made it out there because you would have preferred a song that has, like you said, like you said, has a little bit more to say, or like emotes some kind of different emotion that is like really connected. I mean, of course, like, you know, we connect to songs that hype us up and, and, or like, you know, that we can utilize at the gym or, you know, in the car and things like that. But you know, you're right. Like the people that we really connect with on a deeper level, those are the artists that are the mainstays. Like, I mean, I look at my, my wall now. I mean, like Outkast, J. Cole, uh, Big Gambino. Gambino, Big Crit, Tyler, the creator, Anderson Pax on the other side, uh, Amy Winehouse. Like these are all artists that had something like really strong to say about whatever the case right and and they're relatable and being relatable in music nowadays is i think so important because you that's how you not only gain followers that's how you keep them right like you if if, if they know that they can connect to mike dub they're going to keep coming back to you and and hearing your music and that's like super important for sure i i completely agree uh and i, and I love that that's like your perspective like you know you, you want to be somebody that is is more than just the hype guy. You don't want to be known as the one, the dude. Oh, that, oh, yeah, that's the guy that that had that hype track regular. Like you, you don't want to just be that. You want to be more. And I think that's that's super important and to strive for that. Hundred percent. Yeah, man. Like in this day and age, music like, like, because I feel like twenty years ago, and I have twenty three, right? Like mm -hmm. twenty years ago, I feel like when you if you made music, like you were like it in some capacity, you were just like, like there was Tupac level, Biggie level, like Madonna, like there was just like, if you made music, like you were just a different tier. And just like the introduction of the internet, it just makes it so like 40,000 songs are updated to Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> or upload a day, bro. So it's like, there's so much music coming in, bro. There's so much music. So it's like, you have to be able to stand out and you have to be able to have that real. And it's just like, when you, when something becomes so normalized, people under, people undervalue it. 
Yeah. And oh, oh, absolutely. I agree with when, that. Yeah. When they undervalue it, like it can kind of show like, and like, I don't know. Like you ever see like a video, someone like someone can make a video and like, you can just see like they didn't work so hard on it. Like, you know, just like, oh, they threw it together. But like, it's definitely like a uh, passable, like, you know what I mean? Like, and it maybe depends on like your eye and like your skill set and like, I can I can rap I can do regular and people love regular bro and I'm just like I made that in like a minute and people are like I love it and I'm just like that's awesome like, I'm I, and I'm like I'm not like not appreciative I never want to come off like oh like regular I'm like nah bro it's not like that it's just that like I just know I have more to say and like there's so much emotion that I have and there's just so much things I think about and it's just that, like I just wanna I want people to hear it because I know there's someone out there like me who hasn't heard like what I have to say because they're looking for someone to say it. They're looking for that like representative, right? That's someone that they identify with. And I just want to be like, there's like a lot of like, there's like a lot of lost, emotional black kids out there. I mean, music's for everybody, but like as like an as like a lost kid, as like a lost like emotional kid, as like a lost emotional. There were kids out there like there were like I can identify with like certain like tough stereotypes. I can identify with like certain things so i just want to be someone that like if they're looking for someone like me they have them like you know what i mean they get too attached to so they feel like an anchor so yeah to anchor them here oh, I, I totally i totally hear you man I, I love that sentiment i think it's it's super important to look at your music from that perspective i think that that's that's really great that you're you're really pushing you know towards towards that goal i, I think that that's awesome um I, I wanted to also mention too. So you actually on one of the lives that we had recently, you you you've been hopping in on lives, sir, and and uh, getting your music out, there. <laughs> You're hustling, bro. I love it. You came in and you uh, on ours actually a couple weeks ago. It, you previewed Excursion for us, which, bro, I love that song. So thank you, bro. That so I know you have that on the docket potentially. So what else can we expect from you going forward? Like what other types of songs or genre, like um, emotions or um, aesthetics in, in terms of like the sounds? Um, what do you have in your wheelhouse that are, uh, that's kind of uh, that you're ready to maybe put out in the next in the, in the near future or you know maybe distant future? What are you what are you working on at the, at this point? Man, first I got that excursion track for you, bro. I got you. I'm gonna drop that V soon. I think that's gonna come next. I got you. I got like, so I got a track with my boy Sauce Kid Reese. He's out of LA. Shout out Sauce Kid. I got a track with him. I've been holding on for like a grip. So I'm just gonna drop that. Um, I got that excursion joint. I got that coming. I'll drop that too. I got a bunch of Lucy's because like I've been working on this project, bro, and like I just been like just i want to make sure like the landscape is correct before i just because i can't just drop this project no listen bro i'll be heartbroken you know what i was saying i'm an artist i'm super sensitive so i just want to drop this and make sure like i take the right steps to get it out there because i feel like i have like it's just like i have some music on there bro it's like you won't even like you hear regular and you hear the music like comes after that and you're just like what <laughs> you're like yeah. this is the same guy like yeah no I, it's totally different right like i just like the one track excursion that i've heard of your release stuff i'm like 
I was, I remember you even reposted what we, uh, my reaction to it, but I was like, hell yes, Mikey, like, let's go. Like, this is, <laughs> this is my shit. This one, at least for me personally. I appreciate that. Yeah. So that's definitely more in my wheelhouse than, than regular, but oh, it's awesome. So you're working on this project now. Um, you know, what's really the, what's the theme you're going for on, on the project? Is it, is it just kind of, is there something conceptual you're going for? Um, or is there like a specific sound potentially? The sound that's on the tape is, I would say it's my sound. Like I really want to show people what my dub sounds like, because like, I feel like I can make a lot of different sounds. Like I can make like hype sound. I can make like a melodic sound, like more emotional R and B, like stuff like that. Like I can go a lot of different places, but I want to have like a concrete body of work. That's like, when it comes down to it, when it's like said and done, like this is what my dub sounds like. And then you hear all these loose seeds and like, you hear like, I drop another song, like regular-esque, like whatever, after I drop my project. And you're like, I like this guy. Let me go deep, like let me go dive deeper. And then you dive deeper and you find that project and you listen to it and you understand like who I am at that point in time. Like that's what I'm trying to create, like a little stamp. That's like, this is what my dub, like, I kind of think of it as like a, there's like a main universe, like there's like the main Mike Dub universe. And that's like how like, that's how Mike Dub sounds and like maybe regulars included in that. Maybe it's not, maybe I have another song out my phone that's on there for sure. And, may, and like Spiral that's also on, on there, but like those are like even more melodic tracks where like I'm like in like on out my phone, like I rap a little bit at the end. Um, but like I just say that to say like a lot of more songs that focus on like how I feel, a lot of emotions, a lot of like my skill set too, because like I can rap, I can do some singing, I can do like a lot of different styles. So it's like taking each of those styles and then making them mine. Yeah. Oh, it makes yeah. makes perfect sense, man. Um, so yeah, I can, no, I, dude, I can't wait for excursion and some of the Lucy's and then the project when you, uh, once you're finished, man, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear more from you. You, you're kind of, you. for me, man, you're, you're leaving me certainly wanting more with, like you said, I only have a handful of tracks out on, on streaming services, but what I have heard from you, I, I really enjoy. And you're right. You want you, even on the four songs you have out, they are, they are very different in their own right. So it's good that you're able to have that versatility and recognize that. Um, I want to go back to something earlier you, you, we talked about, um, kind of pivoting sure. from music a little bit. So what made you want to get into psychology, particularly when you, when you went to school? So like, what is it about the human mind or like how we interact as people or how we are as people? Like, what about psychology for you interest you interested you at the time or interests you now and and really talk to me a little bit about uh really the process behind diving into something like that yeah so when i was younger i've always like been on like my main like i guess goal or like how i want to live my life is like I want to live my life in a way that can benefit other people first and foremost. Like, I think I've always thought like that. I've always been like, yo, like how can I help my friends or like, how can I help like people in my house? Like, just like, how can I help people like, be better? So that manifested in a lot of ways. And one way I thought about it was, Hmm, maybe I can become like a therapist. Maybe I can like help people through their problems 
and just like whatever issues like people are going through, maybe I can like help them get through it. Cause I think I'm a pretty level-headed guy. So I went into college. I, I decided that bro, when I was like 12, when I was like 12, I was like, I think I'm going to be a therapist. So I was like from 12 to like 21, I held on to the idea. 12 to 20, I held on to the idea of being a therapist. So boom, I get in college. I'm like, okay, I'm a psych major. Cause you have to be a psych major to do psychology. I've always just, I think I've always understood people. I'm very like empathetic and like, I would go through situations when I was younger and I'd be like, like the way I feel kind of sucks right now. And like, how do I avoid feeling this way? Right. And then I'd be like, Hmm, I got my feelings hurt because I hate using this example that I feel like men always be like, this girl broke my heart when I was 12. So I'm going to hold on to it for 10 years. But that's not what I'm saying. When I was like 10, like a girl would break my heart and I'd be like, oh, like, why? Like, this is hurt. Like, why is, why is my heart broken? And I'd, I'd be thinking about it. And I'd be like, this hurts because I am attaching like a lot of meaning to this girl. And like, I would just literally, bro, I would just literally just think about it. So I was like, so if I don't get so attached to this girl, I won't like her as much. And this won't hurt as much. Like, that's how like I would think about stuff. And I'd be like, hmm, like, I would really think about shit. So I was, sorry for cursing. I would always think about things. <laughs> I would always think about things. So I tried to bring that, like, that mindset into, like, I was, it, it came to a point where I was doing, like, what's it called? Like, mock sessions, like, with, like, therapy, therapy. Like, I would shadow, like, therapists. And, like, I would just kind of see, like, how they're doing. And, like, just take notes. And, like, I'd be in, like, that setting. And, like, I would implore, like, that logic. Like, think logically like you got to you got to see because you went from a to b like so don't go to b and you won't get to see and like but people don't think like that like not everyone thinks the same right and like i guess i didn't think that like until like i was like in the therapist like session and like i would feel like there was a simple solution to the problem for the person who wasn't seeing it and i'd be like do i really have the patience to sit down with someone who I feel like has like an easy, like, like the problem, like the solution to your problem is right in front of your face. And maybe you're too stubborn to realize. I don't think I can sit down and with someone consistently and just go through that no matter how much you pay me. Well, so well, I was just like, objective, bro, you know what I mean? Like with their own problems, you know what I mean? Like we're often a lot of, a lot of us are, I feel like uh, at some point in our lives, we're victims of this. Like we give a lot of times we're willing to give great advice to our to people around us of what we're doing. But then if we were in that similar situation, we might not even handle it the way that we are telling other people to do it. Right. So it's exactly it comes from like a, that's why I love about therapy. And, and for me personally, um, so not, not to like completely uh, cut you off. I apologize. No, you're good. No, you're good. I, I'm someone that has been through therapy in, in, in the past uh, in my life, just for dealing with, you know, uh, like anxiety, you know, disorders and, and throughout my life and things like that. And one thing I've always loved and really valued about it is you're sitting in a room with somebody that is completely like not objective to your life at all. Like there's no mm -hmm. bias involved. Like they have no, you know, they have no dog in the fight per se, just their, their, mm -hmm. their job is to listen to you spew for an hour. Right. Or, or deal, like kind of deal to go through some problem. And, you know, I had like a lot of, and I still do, but you know, I'm still a work in progress like all of us, but I think therapy is really important. And just in terms of for everybody, I think everybody should do it even for a little bit. You know, if you're going through a rough time, I, I think it's important because and I think you're right. There's this negative stigma 
I think especially for men, right? There's this negative stigma, like we, we shove down those emotions. We don't show them, right? We like, we just kind of block them out and move forward, right? We don't want We don't really work through them. And, but that's the problem. Like it, these problems always pop up again, no matter what, right? Like no matter what you can push it down, push it down, push it down, but eventually it's going to come back up in some way. And it might not come up in the same way that it did in the beginning. You know what I mean? Like it might come out in a completely different way and it could be even more de- detrimental to you. So that's why I think therapy is super important. Just, just from my perspective of it, I think everybody should, like I said, should do it at some point in their life. Uh, why wouldn't you? You know, you, like I said, you get to just talk about yourself for an hour. I mean, we're all egotistical a little bit. And, and you know, uh, facts, yeah. People like you and me, we want to give back, but you know, there's still everyone has a, some kind of ego. But um, but yeah. So continue though, because I want to know. So you you kind of go through all this process. You sit in on all these sessions, and you're sitting here yourself. It sounds to me almost like you're, you you want to pivot a little bit from this. Uh, am, am I hearing you correctly? Like you're, you you might not even want to kind of go into the therapy route at all at this point is that is that or is that too bold of a statement to say realistically i couldn't give someone that much attention in order to help them do their issues one and two like i that's draining for me considering what i had what i have going on in my own life like you know what i mean just like realistically speaking just as a person like a lot of people go through their own things and like i just understood that like i don't have the emotional energy to give someone else right now so i was just kind of like this isn't me. This isn't something I should do because I don't think I'd be effective this way. Gotcha. That makes sense. No, it does. So, so how do you, how do you, uh, do you have a plan on how do you want to utilize it or how you want to stay, stick with something in psychology? Is there, is there still something you want to accomplish with it? Um, or is it kind of just something that's in your back pocket that, you know, you might, you might use it at some point. To be honest, like, it's something that's in my back pocket right now. Like, I feel like I use psychology every day, like in my music, because I feel like in marketing, you need to understand psychology and just like in just understanding people reaching out, like forming like effective ads. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to understand psychology. So I'm definitely using it like in that aspect, but I'm really like falling on the music right now. Like I'm really full force into that. So it's awesome. Mike, you've been amazing, dude. Like, thank you so much for doing this. Like, this has been, I love just like a lot of the the knowledge that you've dropped here today and just your perspective, I think is really amazing to me. Um, I do have one more question for you. And I like to ask, yeah. I like to ask this for everybody that comes on the show. Uh, it's called, I call it your dream song scenario. Okay. So, okay. So you have, I'll structure it for you. So you get to make a song with anybody in the world and any artist, we'll call it even dead or alive, right? They, they don't even have to be alive. And you get, uh, let's, yeah, so you get, it's your song. You get two guest verses. You get somebody to do a hook and you also get a producer. So who, I'm putting you on the spot, so take all the time you need. Who is going on that song? on the Mike Dub Dream Scenario song. Done. Pierre Bourne is producing it. That's number one. I got to get Pierre Bourne to produce it. Okay. Yo, Pierre, you want to come out here? That'd be crazy. Um, Pierre Bourne. I get Lil Wayne nice. on a verse. Lil Wayne on a verse. I would get Tory Lanez on the hook. Nice. You're born Tory Wayne. Well, you said two guest verses and a hook. 
You got one more uh, guess. Yeah, who? Oh, Childish Gambino. Not nice. Wow, that'd be, dude. That yeah. would be interesting pairing, right? With because I think you, you, you and Wayne and Tory Lanez would work. But I'd be interested to see how Gambino would be in on that track. Like, how would he? How would he fit in? That would be. That would That's be my idol, bro. Yeah. Gambino is my idol, bro. I love Gambino. He taught me so much, bro. It's crazy. Oh man, he is like one of the most influential people in this. I mean, he he for me, like it's coming from somebody that has their hand in a bunch of different things. Like for me personally, like I I teach, I have my own podcast that I run clearly. And then I, I coach basketball as well on the side. Like I have my own training session that I do, nice. uh, training business that I do, uh, you know, with small group and tra uh, um, individual training. And then obviously I, I coach during this, the basketball season as well for the high school that I, that I teach at. But so I kind of, I see like Gambino is very similar. Like he's like, yo, I, I can make music. I can, you know, write TV shows. I can, you know, be a comedian. Like he, he, it can be an actor. He, he really like tries to plan into like all his different talents and also like what is he's passionate about. So I like, I'm same with you, man. Like I look up to him big time. He's somebody that like, I, I really see, and he's just, and he's a positive role model. I mean, is there anything like, have you ever heard anything bad about Childish Gambino ever? Like any, anything at all? Like it, he doesn't have a, a parking ticket on his, on his record. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah. He's a talented man, yo. He's so talented. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, all right. So Mike Dub featuring Tory Lanez, Lil Wayne, and, uh, and Childish Gambino produced by Pierre Bourne. I think that would be the hell of a track, man. That would be hopefully that uh, maybe someday that'll come to fruition, you know. When <laughs> One day. One day. We'll keep our fingers crossed, sir. So, Mike. Thank you so, so much, guys. Please make sure you Thank follow you. Oh, of course, bro. Make sure you follow this man at on Instagram at YoungMikeDub. We will link that into the, in the description for sure. Yes, sir. We'll link regular in the description as well. So make sure you go run up those streams on that track. That yes, has sir. Thank, Thank you. That, that, yeah, oh, of course. And that is on our playlist, uh, our night school edition playlist that we update weekly. So you can even find it there. Make sure you tune in. And then, and obviously... Uh, keep up on our page and Mike's page because we will definitely be promoting Excursion when it comes out and, you know, anything that Mike releases from here on out. So this is not the last you'll be seeing of Mike uh, for sure Thank with you, us. Man. And, uh, yeah, we'll get you in studio, uh, you know, when quarantine's all over. And, uh, you know, we'll, 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 uh, we'll collaborate again, bro. And uh, For sure. Yeah, I look forward to, I look forward to, to working with you again and, and meeting you in person, man. And, and again, I just want to say uh, real quick, thank you so much for your transparency and your, you know, your wise words. I think you're very mature beyond your years. And I think you, you, have your, you, you have your vision in the right direction. And I think that's only going to bode well for you going forward. And I think anybody that just listened to this, this episode of our show uh, is going to recognize that and, and definitely learn something today. I think all of our guest speakers have been phenomenal in that sense of, of coming on and, and shedding light on some and, and being very different in that sense. And, and you definitely shed a different light and perspective that we haven't had on the show yet. So I just want to thank you so much for that. Thank you, man. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Oh, of course. Of course. So I'm Mike. That's Mike. I am the turntable. table. Hey, Mike squared. <laughs> Mike squared. Here we are. And uh, we're here again for another amazing guest speaker episode. Make sure if you are a fan of Mike and you're not a fan of us, definitely give us a follow on Instagram. Check out all the great guest speaker episodes that we already have on our show. They're available to stream on any podcast platform that you use. And they're all on and then the videos are all on YouTube. Uh, so make sure you, you make sure you go stream those and, and, and support our all of our 
amazing Massachusetts and Boston artists that, you know, that are in our circle and, and just continue to promote artists during this time. It's, it's so important. And uh, yeah, so follow us at, at Turntable Teachers on Instagram. And yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm Mike with the Turntable Teachers and class is dismissed. Turn, 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 turn,